From the creators of Circles of Faith, this is Slices of Life. I'm Kimberly Amici, and today I'm here with Elise Daly Parker and Noelle Rhodes. Today we're talking about how to prepare for the new year. But before we get started, I wanted to take a moment to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in to our show. 2016 has been an amazing year at Circles of Faith as we've transitioned from a community blog to a podcast. We are so grateful for your support that has allowed us to continue having conversations that grow faith, enhance life, and build community together. My co-hosts and I will be taking a few weeks off to spend time with our families during the holidays. We'll also be planning for Season 2 of the podcast, which we will launch on January 10th, 2017. While we are away, we hope you'll enjoy our bonus episodes that will be available on iTunes, as well as take some time to listen to past episodes you may have missed. This time of year, everyone seems to be talking about the new year and their resolutions. It's an exciting time, but let's face it, things don't always go as we'd hope it would the January before. Some of you may have God-given dreams yet to be realized, or good intentions that have failed to produce results. The pounds you vowed to shed last year still linger, and the books you wanted to read are left untouched on the nightstand. Resolutions are nice, but rarely produce success because they're vague. Today we're here to help you leave behind your good intentions and talk about a few ways to approach the new year that won't leave you discouraged. Let's jump right in with an In Your Words questions. Ladies, I'd love to know, what are you happy to leave behind this new year? Who wants to go first? Well, I'm happy to stop moving this year. I moved... uh, in the last year, I moved two times. One from once from Northern Ireland back to the states, and then I moved into my parents' home for about eight months, and then I moved into my permanent home. So I am really happy to not move. Hopefully, <laughs> again this year, I'm done with packing. I'm done with the boxes. I'm done with the stress of moving. So I'm happy to leave that behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Elise? Yeah, that's a that's a good one, Noel. And boy, that is a you had a really big move, really big change of life too, moving from uh, Ireland to home to your homeland. Yes. <laughs> um, yes, I moved too, but that's not something I, th- I. You know, something I'm dealing with right now is, um, I'm I'm seeing a new level of need in myself that I don't like. Um, it's, 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 it's maybe codependency. It's having some ulterior motives in my relationships. I, I didn't know this. This is new. Oh, wow. I, I'm kind of on to myself right now because of a situation that's happened recently. And it made me see that um, I really want to be free to love people, whether they're my family, whether they're my friends, whether they're my colleagues, whatever, um, really free to love people and not love people on some level because of what they're giving to me. And again, I didn't think that was true of me, but I've seen it recently and I don't like it. And so I'm thinking, well, that's something that I did then. And now this year with this new knowledge and this new understanding, and I believe some healing that the Lord will provide for me. I'm also doing the breaking free Bible study. So there's no coincidences here Mm. um yeah that's that's i want to break free of that i want to come to a new level of relationship with everybody and a new level of love i know that sounds kind of huge and maybe even vague but i'll figure out steps to take to do that that's great that's good 
Well, I'm happy to be done with uh, construction. We took on a large project last year, and the construction part of it with our home wrapped up around the end of January, but we had a lot of exterior construction that was still going on, and so we really weren't done with it until around June. So it was a year to date that the whole thing kind of took over our lives, and so you know, the backyard wasn't available and then the driveway had to be done. I mean, there was a lot of pieces. So I'm really happy to be done with that. And I'm also really happy to be spending the money that goes along with that. I am like so excited to say we're done. No more spending money. Stop buying things we don't need. Um, You know, I mean, the things we've spent money on have mattered and they've made the project wonderful, but just to kind of take a break from that and really simplify and just, um, yeah, slow down. I'm really looking forward to that because there has been some spending that continues after the project because you realize you've now essentially changed the shape of our house. And so it's almost like moving into a new house. And so there's things that you need that you didn't need before. There's things that you need to get rid of. And so I'm I'm happy to be done with all that. Yeah, it's interesting. All three of us are in new spaces. Um, Isn't that funny? And I'm thinking too, Kimberly, that, you know, when you undertake that kind of a project, that scope, and again, mm-hmm. Noel did the same thing because your yeah. house was completely redone. It was the one that you have moved into. I, I it's it's so, you know, it's so mind um, consuming mm-hmm. because I know you, Kimberly. I've been through the whole process with you from the yeah. from the point where you were thinking about this, which has been much more than a year. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a very long and God knows moving was a four hour process for us. Yeah. And Noel, I know I know the same for you too. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we want to do is sort of um, free people a little bit as they go towards this next year. And I, yeah. I would say we were all on the other side of these moves last year in January, mm-hmm. and they were mm-hmm. either, either we were either in the middle of them or they were looming or whatever. And here we are on the other side of that, and that is a really nice thing. Mm-hmm. I, Absolutely. I'm happy where we are. And so I think that's a little reminder in time things mm-hmm. in time they really mm-hmm. do change and they settle and so yeah that's yeah. a good good yeah. news and this good is the time of the year when we look forward to a fresh start i feel like moms have two yes. new years we have september and mm-hmm. then we have um january we're kind of yeah. even if you don't <laughs> set out to make your own resolutions it just feels yes. like something should be new it feels like you're turning a corner it's you've passed um the time of the year where the days are getting longer now, the days yeah. are getting shorter again. And there's just, there's something about January that just kind of, you put away all your mm-hmm. Christmas ornaments and the house is, you know, clean again and it's you yeah. know, less cluttered. Mm-hmm. And there's like, there's yeah. just a new freedom that comes with January. And so it, it makes sense that this is the time of year that everyone starts to put these resolutions together. They make these lists yeah. of things they want to do different and they want to improve. And I think we can all attest to the fact that the resolutions don't always work and that they, they, they really become good intentions, that people often pay attention to their resolutions for January and maybe even February. But then, <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like, what? What resolution? What are you talking about? So yeah, I think there's something like 85% of people by February have released their, um, their, oh their resolutions. Yeah. <laughs> I and would be maybe one even, yeah, I know. We're, we're, we all know we're, that's, that's true. You know? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah. God. So we're here to talk about some things we've done, some approaches that we've tried that have worked yeah. and hopefully, um, 
it's something that you, our listeners, can take some nuggets from, whether mm-hmm. you take something that we do and do it the same way or take little bits and pieces from what we do, from each of us do, in order yeah. to um, have a new year that, that doesn't discourage you. Mm. Yes. So, Elise, why don't you start us off? You have spoken many times on the blog about the one-word idea. Yeah. You've yeah. actually spoken a lot about New Year's and fresh starts, and we'll include yes. those posts in the show notes. But specifically, I wanted to talk about one word. Okay. Well, one word has really revolutionized my thinking. Um, I think, I, I believe I started it um, probably four years ago now, or it may even be five. I know the first time I came across it was definitely in conjunction with our first season of Circles of Faith. And the first person, I want to give him a little credit, um, John Gordon is the first person who I came across the idea through. Hmm. Um, and I know several other people have done it since, but that was my um, my first um touch with it. I don't, uh, I'm not using the right word. So anyway, it's a really simple concept, which is part of the reason that I love it so much. And it is literally choosing one word. Now, instead of, so instead of a list of 10 resolutions, instead of, um, you know, making it something like, um, I will lose weight or I will stop spending. Um, it's actually a word that sort of guides or and or challenges me and others throughout the whole year. And so I consider it the, a plumb line, you know, that one thing that I can mm. kind of snap back into um, from time to time throughout the year. So my process of getting to that is um, spending some time before the new year with, with the Lord. I, I, I spend a few times, and it's not even necessarily sitting there for hours, but it's really just kind of going, okay, Lord, um, show me, show me, you know, through the hustle and bustle Fine, which I think he's so good about. You know, he sends us yeah. music or somebody says something several times. So different people say the same kind of thing to you several times. Um, and so that that it's kind of an openness and awareness like, okay, Lord, I am looking for this one word that um, I want you to kind of deposit into me and help me to ponder it and to think about what it means in the in the year going forth. So for example, I remember the first year the word was change. Now I am the kicking and screaming, please don't make me change anything girl. <laughs> I just am terrible at letting go, which is part of the reason I was talking about the whole new new way of love. I think that has to do with this. So mm. um, I do not like to change. And and yet the Lord knows and knew that I have to change. I have to continue to change, especially in my stage of life where my children are all, you know, in different places, in different yeah. phases of life. My life um, cannot be all about them anymore. Um, yeah. much, as I, much as I try to hold on to that, <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's over. Like, get over it. I, I know that sounds a little harsh, me being with myself, but that's the kind of self-talk I need to do. The good news is God does not speak to me that way. He says, please, <laughs> I am doing a new thing. And mm. you do not perceive it. It springs up. And and so it, become, it became a very positive thing. I have some changes for you and mine, Laura, Elise. There are things that are going to change and you are going to change with them and it's going to be good. So that was my first word. And again, I how did I approach that? Um, a little bit of time 
time alone, just kind of being open and aware. And by the time January 1st hit, I was ready to receive that word and to follow along with that word. And in addition to that, by the way, we have done the same tradition every New Year's Eve to New Year's, spent the um, spent an overnight with my sister and whoever else comes along. She has six children and grown children mostly. Um, and, you know, another sister might come, etc. But we then all sit together and take some time and I kind of lead it. Uh, you know, okay, what is your one word? By this time, again, four or five years since, everybody comes sort of prepared for that one word. They've already been seeking it, whether it's... Mm. However they, however they do that, however they approach that. And we record it in a book. And so we often revisit it the next year. So how did this, this year go with your one word? One, one year, the word was God. And I, I felt sort of obnoxious and audacious choosing that word because, like, who am I to, you know, camp on the word God? Like, I don't know. It just felt um, too big. And, and yet the Lord, I knew what it was. He was calling me back to a more simple, consistent, real uh, time with him. So anyway, that's the the wor- one word for the new year. Any questions about that? I want to be sure people understand it. Real simple concept, but um, you know, what do you think, girls? Do we get it? Well, I love the idea that you do with your sister and her children, where you go around and share that one word. And I'm totally going to rip that off from you because, mm-hmm. first of all, it keeps you accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like I, I write, you know, all, every year I, I I do this and I write the one word and I don't ever tell anybody really oh, what that yeah, word is. Yeah. So I think it's yeah. good. I think that was a really good point that you made, and it's great to hear other people's. It kind of gives you insight to where they are on the journey. Yeah. It's one, a beautiful time, honestly. Yeah, yeah. One year on Circles of Faith, we had people link up. And yeah. tell us about their one word because oh, um, like within that. the blogging community, people that have chosen one word will do a post about what it is and why it's their word. And so mm. we've done link ups and we've even done six month check ins with these people to say, right. hey, how are you doing? Right. Where are you yes. on your one word? That so we've fun. circled back around to say, how's yeah. that going? That's good. I like that. I thought that was really, that was really great. It was yeah. a great way for us to all kind of gather together even online and mm-hmm. then to um, check in with each other. Accountability is important. I think yeah. with all this stuff, yeah, resolution or one word or a list of things, etc. I do also want to mention that part of my one word process has also been, and this I might've kind of added along the way, definitely taking some time to um, ask myself some questions. And again, mm-hmm. Lord in with me about the past year, well, you know, what, 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 um, what, what things were kind of making me really happy? What's disappointed me? What would I like to... Um, so, so again, I have a list of those questions. I think that's in the show notes as well, Kimberly. We mm-hmm. have that article, Circles of Faith. And um, yeah, so that also helps. It's just like a little marination in the brain. Oh, that's good. And, I like that. our New Year's. Yeah. So besides sharing it with your sisters and your friends, what else do you do to remind yourself of your word? Done a few different things. Um, one year, Kimberly Amici, oh, that's you. <laughs> made a wonderful, in fact, I'm going to do it again this year when I come up with my new word. Um, framed 
picture that change, you know, lots of words that are similar to change. And then it change was in the middle, sort of in the middle, not quite in the middle because you're not that symmetrical, <laughs> but like it was a red change within the midst of all these other words. Is that right? That, yeah, that's yeah. what I remember. Yeah. yeah. And cool. it's, it's somewhere um, in my house in a box. Till, yeah. We're still in all those boxes. Another year, um, my husband, my daughter, and actually I think we've done this too as the big group with my sister up at her house, but we did rocks. So we just took white rocks Ooh. and a permanent marker and we wrote our word and kind of kept that around in a little pile, you know, somewhere in the house. So if you were in the dining room, you could, you could take a look at that word. Like and We've done that. Um, trying to think, has there been anything else? Again, we do record them, um, writing about it. Also, there's a website, which I have not gone to every year, but I think it's called 365. Um, 365.com. I can check that and, and give that to you, uh, Kimberly, for the show notes. But that's another sort of movement of one word where they um, check, have people write about their one word, bigger, broader, you know, beyond um, circles of faith. I feel like it's even worldwide. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's still going on, but I can check on that. And then, um, Kimberly, there was another one word movement with a couple of writers. Do you remember that? Mm, I know that there and were... Some people that definitely championed the one word concept yeah, more than exactly. others. And exactly. then there was a few um, creative bloggers that actually made little one word buttons for people that they could put on their blog yes. so that yeah. they could oh, kind of have cool. that as a reminder throughout the year. And then that's really cool. Yeah. 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 So yeah. There's a powerful concept. By one word, actually. Okay. And yeah, and it's written by Mike Ashcraft, mm -hmm. and that's another. You, you, anybody can go on there and share their words, um, mm -hmm. which is which is really cool, and it helps that's you pick cool. the word and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I, I've I've dabbled in all that stuff, but mostly my process has been pretty simple in what I've already shared. Mm -hmm. I love it. I do it. I mean, I do it ever since you wrote about it five years ago. Oh, that's nice. But yeah. What about you, Noel? How do you approach the new year? Or well, how would you like to approach the new year? Um, you know, I do the one word because I really, resolutions are like a dangerous thing for me to do. I start making this unending list of things that I need to do better. And it just, it just gets out of control. And almost always that list begins with never eat bread again. Like almost always, <laughs> which is so it's unrealistic. Like, Come on, <laughs> it's always like so number one. Not it's not like be a nicer person or a kinder, more compassionate parent. It's always like don't eat bread ever again. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, most of my resolutions have to do with like food, diet, exercise. Yeah, um, there are times. There. I get a little ridiculous with it. And a lot of it is like reactionary to the past year. So some of it's not even, it's not, it's not well founded in any kind of helpful <laughs> truth. It's just like, I'm not doing that again. I'm just not going to do that again. Never again. Yeah. Uh -huh. And, um, I, you know, sometimes it's funny because I usually am always very inspired on January 1st. So I'm always blogging that day. I may not blog for like months, but like January 1st, I'll be like so inspired and I'm going to write every day on my blog. Um, that's usually on the list too. So this year I'm doing mm -hmm. something new. I'm going to make a list of things that I did right this year that I want to continue doing into 2017. So instead of focusing all the areas I've lacked or, 
or have failed miserably, I'm going to only pick a couple. I'm not, I'm not, we don't want to get a big head here, but a couple that I can really genuinely say, you know what? I kind of rocked at that this year. Love it. By God's grace, um, by timing, maybe maturity, but I want to recognize that, celebrate it, and then continue to implement that habit or choice or attitude every day in this new year. So I've been thinking, I'm, I'm already thinking about this list. One of the things I've done this year, um, it's really not profound unless you know me very well, <laughs> but I have stopped drinking so much coffee. I only allow myself one cup of coffee a day and I drink tea. Yeah, Lisa's pointing to her her are you that coffee? Her gigantic yes. coffee cup. <laughs> it's my extra large it's my extra large coffee, but it is a decaf. Just it's a decaf. <laughs> I was like drinking this this is not an exaggeration. I am sad to say eight cups of coffee a day. Caffeinated. Wow. <laughs> a generous deep. helping. Of yeah, my parents out. growing up, we they would have a pot of coffee they would make in the morning. It would sit there all day, and they would just throughout the day yeah. just fill up their cups, fill up that's their cups. I don't know doing. how many they drank, but they drank lots <laughs> that's of coffee. What, that's exactly what I was doing, and I would like put you know a good hearty amount of half and half in it. And I I had some <laughs> health issues, and the doctor said, "Well, how much coffee you drink?" And I said, "How." am I allowed to have? And he said, <laughs> okay, you've already answered my question. So he's just, you know, he was like, just one cup oh, is everything in moderation. So I have, I, I drink sometimes. Now, there are days where I don't drink coffee, which is pretty, no, it is. I'm, it is. I'm very well, proud of myself. Yeah. Because um, I have no, like, headaches or anything like that. But I, if I, I drink constant comet tea. Have you yeah. ever heard of this tea? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Actually, I think I had it at your sister's house at least years yes. ago, yes. and I loved it. And so I drink that, and I drink oolong, and it gets me through the day. But I don't have like the crazy. I was like, I just was getting weird. Like I was making me, yeah. like really jittery, and then I wasn't sleeping well at night, and I was having stomach issues. And it's like you know, I'm drinking eight cups of coffee mm-hmm. a day with tons of dairy. So wow. I am going to continue doing that. Another thing that I have decided that. It's a habit that we start doing um, is something called, we say every morning to our children, it's a new day and it's going to be a great day. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because our oldest child, he, if he is, if he, um, <laughs> if he's had a bad day at school, like if he's done something wrong or has gotten in trouble or whatever, you know, he will come home and be really upset and he's very remorseful for a very long time to the point of like no return sometimes to the point where like just get over it we forgive you you know and um so we have this phrase that we've been saying to him every morning it's a new day today is a brand new day it's gonna be a great day Mm. so that's really helped him to kind of reset and i realized it kind of helps me absolutely (laughs) i sometimes say to myself i'm getting ready it's a new day and it kind of whatever um has happened the day before that maybe I haven't loved. I try not to harp on it. I mean, I try to learn from it, but I try not to be like obsess over it, which I very, you know, have a very bad habit of doing. And, um, 
it's that perfectionism thing, which unfortunately my son has inherited from me. And so saying it's a new day, it's, it's going to be a great day, has helped him kind of get a new framework for his thinking, his attitude. Love it. And um, he's very cute because he's had to write a lot of apology letters to teachers <laughs> this year. <laughs> And he'll write, you know, at night he'll write, um, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to listen to you. I'm not going to have a bad attitude. And today is a new day is how he signs it. And so um, I love that. So we're going to continue kind of making that a thing that we continue to speak to each other in our family. Mm, And it helps too, even when you're fighting, you know, because I don't know about you guys. (laughs) We fight. We never fight. No, I'm just kidding. Even just Chris and I. Now that it's just Chris and I, we never. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like if I'm fighting with my husband or my kids are fighting, it's a good thing to say to each other too the next day because it's like it's over. Like it's Mm -hmm. a new day. Yeah. It's a new day. So those are kind of the two things that I am kind of focusing on. Um, Of course, there's things I want to work on. I'm always in the constant, constant battle to lose weight. Um, But I think even that, I want to not come up with resolutions of what I'm not going to do or that I'm going to exercise six hours a day. I think I want to just get a new – I want to start my brain first, which is Mm -hmm. I never do that. I Mm -hmm. say I'm going to, but I never do. So that's where I'm starting in the new year as far as diet and exercise is I'm not even going to think about the diet. I'm not going to think about the exercise. For the whole month of January, I'm going to think about what's going on in my head and my heart. And get my attitude right towards it. Otherwise, I'm very resentful mm-hmm. towards getting healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. that. You know, it, it as you said, it, it seems like such a simple thing. But the fact is, we all know coffee is a very ingrained habit. And yeah. I just think what you said about all the repercussions is really important. Because it's a perfect example. And I don't want to call you out on this, but I'm just using it as an yeah. example, like we can all, I hope, relate to. Yeah, please. When you take something that is okay and have that much of it, it really can wreak havoc. So it's just a, a really great picture of, all right, and also how we can get into a sort of, um, you know, it, it starts to gather momentum. Yeah. Momentum, and there you are. You, find yourself drinking cups of coffee or you find yourself for me it would be eating just like pastries from one part of the day to the night you know from one yeah. in the morning in the afternoon and at lunch i mean i mean at, at dinner like just bread bread pasta pasta whatever it is so yeah. i just um i do appreciate what, what you did and i do want to say congratulations and good for you thank you thank you my approach to the new year or i, I practice this periodically so this isn't something i do every new year this is something that i do throughout the year when I come up against things I want to change in my life. And I wrote a post for it for Circles of Faith, and it was about SMART goals. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. um, all right, so I will tell you what the acronym stands for. It stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and Timely. And for me, I'm a really practical person. So if you tell me that you want to do something new or give something up, and you don't have a plan on how you're actually going to do it, it's not going to happen. Let's face it. Like, you can say, I'm going to go to the gym six days a week. Like, let's be serious. It's not going to happen. Like, I'm going to go every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, You you know, like, how are you going to be specific? Which days of the week are you going to go? And then which days of the week are you going to go if your plans change? Or how are you going to, you know, how are you going to alternate your workout so that you're not burnt out? Like, really getting specific about the goals that you want to do. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. um, you're so good at that. 
Go I on. try. Um, so specific, that pretty much speaks for itself. So it's it's kind of getting a sense of who, what, when, where. So for example, I want to lose weight. Well, that's wonderful, but let's be more specific. So something like I want to lose 15 pounds in six months because I'm training for a marathon in the spring. You have a goal, you have a deadline, you understand how long it's actually going to take to do something, and then you could put together a plan. Um, I'm taking notes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what you're saying. Um, okay. Yeah, so, they're good. There's so, a good article on the Circles of Faith on that, Noel. Yes, which will be in the good. show notes. Okay, um, good. Measurable, right? So kind of going back to specific, like how much, how often, how many. So... I do this with my kids. So if my, my son comes home and he has a project that's due in three weeks and it requires him to do a certain amount of drawings or a certain amount of pages, I go, okay, so that's three weeks. How many days in three weeks? Okay, so let's divide your pages by the number of days. And you know you have to do at least two pages a day in order to reach your goal. So you can apply that to the books that you want to read this that's year. Good. You can apply it, you can apply it mm-hmm. to the weight that you want to lose. You know, So do you want to lose... 30 pounds by August, well, how many pounds a month will keep you on track? And then instead of looking at this enormous goal of 30 pounds, you're going, okay, so I only have to lose this much weight this month, and that's what I'm going to focus on. I'm not going to focus on the big number. I'm going to take it in small bites, and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, take my time and and measure my achievement. Um, Attainable. This is a good one. We often set goals for ourselves that are not attainable. So saying I want to be a millionaire in three months is not going to happen. But saying (laughs) that I want to become a millionaire in eight to ten years by saving, curbing my spending, finding the appropriate vehicles to increase my wealth or to develop a business idea, that's attainable. So really look at your goals and say, you know, am I crazy? Um, Relevant is this important? So, you know, a lot of us want to achieve things sometimes for the wrong reasons. And mm. so, is this a goal that lines up with our family's values, or our, or my values, or my personal mission, or or what I want us to be known for, or what I want us to do? So, you know, are you looking to? read 50 books in a year because that's the thing that's going on in the online community right now? Mm. Or are you doing that because your friend's trying to do that? Or is education in a certain area important to you? Or do you have a desire to become well-read so that you can pass on that passion to your children? Like, what does it align with your values? Does it align with your goals? Or is it something that you're just doing so you can pat yourself on the back and say, I've achieved something and now I'm important. And then time sensitive. So, um, you know, is it a short-term goal? Is it a long-term goal? Um, having an understanding of what kind of goal it is. So do you have a target date for the achievement? So short-term goal could be taking a 12-week photography class. Um, mm. A long-term goal could be losing a certain amount of weight or it could be reading a certain amount of books. So have an understanding. Like, mix up your goals. Like, don't make everything so monumentous that it takes everything you've got all year to achieve it set yourself up with some short-term goals for you know parts of the year yeah you know whether it's by summer or whether it's in two months or Mm -hmm. you know mix them up a little bit and so you know the first time I did this I was like I am going to do goals in every single category possible Um, but you don't need to do that 
um, different categories to consider, consider creating these goals is home and family, financial and career, spiritual, physical and health, social and cultural, mental and educational. I mean, that's that's a lot of categories. <laughs> I was going to say, wait a minute now. You just said yeah. you weren't going to do all of that. No, but I'm saying like, yeah, these are just different areas to think of, right? We so so that they're one. not arbitrary, right? So if you're like, <laughs> you can pick and choose. Because you know I'm going to be there for two hours of these goals. <laughs> And then you're going to be bummed out by the and end then of the I'm going to be eating croissants again. Yeah, yeah. So. No, but like, for example, let's just say for the first half of the year, I really want to focus on some of the things that I've wanted to accomplish with my family and home. And then the second I, part I, of the I, year. I just want to say that, that I think is really critical, Kimberly, because mm-hmm. I know you and I know that yeah. you're really good at this. And I know mm-hmm. that I'm not wired the same way. Mm-hmm. But when you break it down into it, and I feel like. I'm trying to think of where I feel like we went through this process, mm-hmm. even with um, talking about circles of faith. Okay, so what are we going to do in this first quarter? Um, yeah. And I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. It is to say this will be the thing for that that period of time instead mm-hmm. of all these things, because that mm-hmm. is definitely what derails me every time. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, there's so much to do. Okay, I can do it, and I mm-hmm. plow in, and then I yeah. drop down and pull out. Okay. So, so for example, if you have certain things that you want to achieve in your life, maybe your first goal should be to get your spiritual life in order. So if you haven't established a consistent time to invest in your relationship with God, maybe that comes first. So for the first three months, I'm really focused on being consistent in my devotional time, or I'm really going to get back to being consistent with my church attendance or whatever it is that kind of sets the tone. And then you can move on to another category. Um, you know, depending on how big or small or how difficult your your goals are or what kind of change, how big of a change you want to make in your life, maybe you could do two two categories at one time. But maybe yeah. maybe first it's spiritual and then it's home. And then once you get your family in order, you get your finances in order, and then, then you move on to maybe another area. So now that you're, you're operating from a healthy place and you're achieving the things you want to achieve personally, then you can kind of put your eyes towards social and culture and then become a blessing to other people. So these aren't to all be done at the same time, but they're different categories for you to consider. I like that. Is setting this gonna, goals. Is this somewhere? Did you write an article about this? Um, She's going to. I, go, I guess yeah, I'm going to. I really, I think that in addition to the smart goals, which I know we already have mm-hmm. and I love, mm-hmm. I would love to see you break out those categories for us to remember, okay, yeah. well, what are those things that I could be considering to work on this year? The yeah. list that you just gave was really helpful. So I'd love to see that. And I know our listeners would too. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, so that's a more that's a more rigid, specific, plan oriented way to approach the new year. Um, mm-hmm. But again, you can combine all of our approaches and have a really yeah. productive new year, and not feel like I've got to do these these things and I have to get it right. Well, no, you know, like you you could, yeah. You just, you don't need to do that. You don't need to right. take the pressure right. of yourself and figure out what works for you, and you know apply, you know, your spiritual goal, maybe, maybe you've already established a spiritual, um, discipline and maybe you're applying the one word idea to your spiritual life. Maybe it's one yeah. word that you really want to hone in on what it means. Like one year I did the word faithful and that was mm-hmm. my word. And I spent most of my devotion time in the first half of the year, really digging into that word, finding every place in the Bible where 
faithful was mentioned and what it meant and where it was applied. And so maybe it's a combination. Maybe it doesn't need to be a smart goal in your spiritual life, but maybe it could be the one word in your spiritual life and maybe a smart goal for fitness. You know, you could use a combination of things and don't feel like you need to put everything within a rigid structure as well. Right. Right. There's something I want to say and you two are going to laugh when I, when I say it, because you know, this is all that I talk about, (laughs) but there is, Friends? Something about, yeah, yeah, <laughs> friends. Because, you know, here, here of us are talking, right? And, I mean, New Year's really brings about a desire for change, usually. And I think, for me personally, what I found, and there is science to back this up, which I could go into if I wanted to. I want to, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a science in that, you know, if there, if there are areas in our life that we want to change, we should look at our friends because, you know, for instance, Kimberly, you are naturally very creative, but also organized and very good at breaking these things down for people like me and Elise who are like, oh, you know, we wouldn't know. That's a really bad impression of us. But, you know, we don't really know. <laughs> We're not always know where, where to start. So we listen to you, mm-hmm. you know. Because you're our friend, and even though we know we don't want to be exactly like Good you, mm-hmm. you you help us bring about change. And the same thing with the lease of the one word, and kind of taking time to sit and really hear from God about what that word is in our life. Like mm-hmm. for me, I'm learning that from Elise, and I want to change in my spiritual life. So, you know, a good place to start uh, with in your new year resolution, if you're going to have one is sit down and say, who are the people in my life that would like to get closer to or invest a little more time in? Um, not because you want to use them, but because you, you value how mm-hmm. God is designed yeah. yeah. and you see how you can learn from them. Absolutely. So that, that's something's really clear to me. Yeah. Um, um, I think, you know, like with a lot of things that we kind of end up with, um, the good news is the three of us represent, very different approaches in lots of different ways and, you know, different ages and different families and all that stuff. And I, I'm encouraged by that because just as you said, Noel, um, we are influenced by one another and, mm. um, and we can take a little nugget from each place. And, you know, I, I would love to be more like Kimberly because I see that it's a really effective way to be. And, <laughs> And I, and I, 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 I want some of that, Yeah. but, uh, I also know that it's not likely that I will be her mm-hmm. and that I will yeah. not approach things exactly the way she does. However, even just talking to her yesterday, I was sharing with her some things that, um, I talked with Carrie Bailey, who we've had on the, the show before my, one of the coaches I work with. And, um, she has kind of said to me, okay, at least we're not going to try to schedule you on your calendar in the way that that again, Kimberly would be able to do and, and make work really well. We're going to instead try a different approach. But Kimberly said to me, yeah, but in order to get something done, you do have to be organized. And that's, that's true. Yeah. I mean, that is true. I cannot accomplish some of the things that I want to accomplish if I'm not organized. It may not look the same as it would for each of you or anybody else out there, but mm-hmm. I have to figure out a way to ha- have a little more organization in my life so that I can get to the things that I'm most passionate about. So mm-hmm. just want to say how there are, there are some real truths, even if we can't um, flesh them out the same way somebody else does to take from people who are in our lives and who influence yeah. us. Well, that's why we're here is to share some of the ways we've done life and hopefully our listeners can glean what they need from it in order to be successful in theirs. 
Um, not that we have all the answers, but it's in community that we grow and be successful because we're listening to other people's ideas. We're opening up our eyes to other ways of doing things. And it's just, it's so amazing how important community is and how God created it to be that way. Yes, true. Very true. um, Thank you for sharing with us your New Year's ideas. Um, And listeners, we want to thank you for joining us for this episode. You can find everything we talked about in the show notes. You can also subscribe to our newsletter at circlesoffaith.org to receive additional content and resources delivered right to your inbox. If you get a chance, give a shout out to us on social media to let us know what you think of this episode and tell us some of the ways that you're approaching your new year. We'd love to hear it. Share our podcast with a friend. And if you have a moment, head over to iTunes to rate and review the show. It helps Mm. others find us. Um, And just a reminder, we'll be taking a few weeks off, but there'll be bonus episodes available in iTunes. And don't forget to jump back into the archives to check out any podcast you may have missed.